Welcome to the PM Power Podcast, where Darren Hunter from Inspired Growth Training interviews some of the world's best property management experts to give you real solutions to the biggest issues property managers struggle with everywhere. For 25 ways to control office interruptions so you can slam through more tasks faster, go to pmpowerkeys.com. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here. Before we get into our podcast, just want to do a quick shout out for Inspection Manager. What an amazing inspection app platform that they have. And they're really excited at the moment with their tenant assisted routine inspections, where your tenants in the convenience of their own time frame and in the convenience of their rental property, they can be getting you through the app inspections, um, their own inspection or their own photos that they've done. Now this is going to help you, particularly if you're in lockdown, but what we've also found as businesses have come out of lockdown, um, they've found that perhaps they can do maybe one or even two of these inspections a year, aside from scheduling their normal routine inspections. The next step, really go and have a demo, have a look for yourself and make a decision where this could actually work for you too. So go to inspectionmanager.com, request a demo and check it out. Hi everyone, Darren Hunter here from the PM Power podcast show. Really important uh, podcast we got on today with property manager safety. And I just want to um, welcome Jody Chatillon. Is that, did I say that right? That's it's close enough. Jody Shatillon, yep. Shatillon and Jody, you've got 20 years property management experience. <laughs> That's more than me. Well done. <laughs> uh, and uh, Jody is with Remax in Nambour in Queensland. Now, Jody, um, when we were talking about you know doing podcasts and what topic are we going to cover, you were really insistent on property manager safety. I thought great topic, but why did you pick that one? Absolutely, Darren. Look. Um, through, through my years of, of experience as a property manager, obviously we, we all hear the horror stories of, of things that have happened through our industry. But um, even for myself, I've come across uh, situations where I've been left feeling uncomfortable. Um, I've actually walked into a, a house, there was a stalker there um, squatting in the house. Um, so, you know, it, it highlighted to me that, you know, even, even with really great preparedness that um, sometimes things happen and it captures you off guard so it's important to discuss things like this um, and I think it's it's really important that we continue to retrain and rethink and reapproach these sorts of topics because they're really relevant. I agree and let's just frame up the podcast and the seriousness of this because you know we can't deny um, and you know the the deaths that have occurred to the realist people in the real estate industry and we just very briefly and very respectfully just touch on them we don't want to get into too deep because there's still a lot of pain involved and there's families and all of those sort of things but uh, uh, several years ago in new zealand we had two property managers who were shot um, in around about 2006 2007 in brisbane a property manager was shot and killed of course our property managers in new zealand were killed um, we've had um, about 10 years before the Brisbane incident in Sydney, there was a property manager that was uh, knifed and killed in an office. Um, and these are just the tips of the iceberg because that doesn't talk about the property managers that have been assaulted um, and compromised. Um, and then the amount of property managers that have been scared or an issue or something's gone on. So it's like a pyramid. And this is a very serious issue. And particularly 
when certainly in Australia, and I, I reckon I can comfortably speak for New Zealand as well, when 90 to 95% of property managers and staff are female, I think this is a very relevant topic that we need to talk about because it is very, very serious. And I just want to start off with a story um, that uh, a lady that I came across probably over about 10 years ago, she told me this story. This happened to her. She was in Melbourne, property managing. She was driving along a road um, and going to a routine inspection and that little small voice, woman's intuition kicked in and said, don't go to that property. So her woman's intuition was kicking in. Don't go to the next routine inspection that she was driving to. She actually listened to the voice, drove past the property, then thought she's being ridiculous, turned around, went back, walking down to the property, knocking on the door, a very agitated, aggressive tenant opened the door when in a very short period of time put a hunting knife to her throat. She was able to back up out of the situation. She was able to escape. When she called the office, she was so traumatized, she couldn't even get out the address. And one thing that's really important here for everyone to understand, when we're in fear, our critical brain shuts down. Our thinking side of our brain shuts down. It's frozen. And so we may act in a certain way when we're in a completely compromised situation than if we're out of that. Of course, she was traumatized. Eventually, her work found out where she was. She was off for a number of months, and then she came back to property management, albeit very, very slowly. So that really is highlighting what this podcast is all about. This is all about keeping property managers safe. It's a very serious uh, uh, discussion, and I think if you're um, boss isn't listening to this, they should be. Perhaps forward them the podcast. And so let's just get things underway um, and let's talk about what are some of the proactive things, Jody, that we can be doing in property management. Um, you know, let's talk about some of those things um, that we can be doing to avoid and be proactive to actually not step into compromising safety situations. Absolutely. So I mean, as, as property managers and assistant property managers and business development managers, um, you know, it is a large portion of our job where we are out amongst the public, whether they're, they're owners that we're meeting, whether they are tenants that we're meeting, prospective clients, even tradespeople. So I think it's really important that, um, that, our, that our business leaders um, have really important conversations with staff about um, accountability, about um, where are you going? Um, have you put your diary notes in? I mean, I know, you know, long gone are the days where we, we write our appointments in a manual diary. But, you know, in this day and age, we all, all connect with, um, you know, shared calendars and, and we connect to our mobile phone devices to, to say where we are and, and so forth. So I think it's important that we're using, um, you know, those systems to, to say where we are, our schedule appointments are clear. Um, and, and even, you know, obviously we have programs that, that track who we're meeting, their contact details, their email addresses. Um, you know, we can go back to basics and have our code words with our, with our staff. I remember going to a rental property and um, I went around the back and the door was ajar and it just didn't feel right to me. And I called my, my office receptionist and, and we had a code word system. And so um, I was able to say that to her. I told her where I was and she knew to just hang on the line. And so then as I've gone through the, 
the home, I've been able to come back to her and said, no, look, everything's fine. Obviously, the cleaner left the door unlocked. But it was important to have that system because if something had gone wrong, she would know exactly where I was, that I was concerned. And then if something was going to happen, she she would have heard that as well and the police would have been called straight away. So um, let's just take a step back because I think there's a lot of points there I think we need to pull apart a bit more and yeah. explore a bit more. So, you know, firstly, the, 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 you know, ladies have a radar and, you know, it needs to be listened to. And yeah. <laughs> And, you know, if you want to accuse me of being sexist, that's fine. But I think we're talking the truth here. And, you know, I, I think we talked about in our planning session for this podcast, Jody, about feeling uncomfortable. And yeah. it's okay to feel uncomfortable. Listen to why you're being unco- feeling uncomfortable. And I made a mention to you when I was managing staff once, I had a rule with them. If they were turning up to a routine inspection and simply felt uncomfortable enough that they didn't want to go in, they are to walk away even if they have no reason, and if I get a complaint, I'll deal with it. Yeah. Now, you, know, you mentioned you had concerns around that, that people should be allowed to feel uncomfortable. Absolutely, absolutely. And as you say, intuition, it, you know, a lot of people are very much guided by that, and it, it is important, um, particularly, you know, now in the climate that we're seeing where people are struggling for money, you, you know, because of loss of jobs or illness or, you know, lots and lots of varied cases. Um, people are put into really hard situations and it makes people do very odd things and things that are out of character. So, um, you know, if it doesn't feel right, it's probably not right. And and you do need to listen to that. Yeah, and I think you do. And I think, you know, there's a bit of an ongoing joke that I throw out there when I do training. And of course, with COVID, I haven't done any live training for a while in a in a seminar, but I put out there, okay, you know, you got to, let's say I got a room of 50 property managers in front of me and I say, okay, hands up. Um, uh, ladies, if you've ever gone to a routine inspection and a male person answers the door in just a towel and these sniggers just go out through the room and chuckles and, oh, yeah, me, me, and then, and, and all these hands go up and I said, all right, guys, and there are you know, usually some guys in the room, okay, how many guys here has that happened to with a guy coming to the door in a towel and no one puts their hand up? Yeah. It says a lot that you've got male tenants out there obviously looking to get lucky or yeah. whatever, but it's a creepy situation for ladies that because the overwhelming majority of ladies don't find that sort of thing welcome. And, you know, you either got to take charge of the situation, say, look, Mr. Tenant, I'm here to do a routine inspection, to put your clothes on or otherwise I have to go. Um, but certainly being able to simply walk away if they're feeling uncomfortable for whatever reason, knowing that management will back them up if there's a complaint. Absolutely, absolutely. And it is about knowing that your manager has your back. And it's about setting your own set of boundary rules as well. Because again, personal safety um, is absolutely a personal thing. And so you know where your limits are, um, you know what you are comfortable with, and you know your own personal background as well. Now, you talked about the secret code. And you know, I hear a lot of people at training not a lot, maybe some talk about having a code word, but a lot don't. Yeah. But quite frankly, in most offices, if a property manager suddenly disappeared, no one knew where they went, there may be an address in the diary, possibly not. But the point is, it's unlikely, it could be unlikely that you know where that person is. Absolutely. And there's no policies or procedures in place only a few offices have that sort of thing and take so it's a very 
serious and risky situation. And yeah, you, nothing happens, but if it does, that's where people, you know, come unstuck. So let's talk about routine inspections. Um, and, you know, I think property managers don't park in the driveway, don't park in a driveway someone can then park behind you and block yeah. So you've always got to be making sure that you, you have exits. Um, and uh, what are some other tips, um, Jody, at routine inspections with safety? Yeah, definitely. I mean, the great thing about the modern world in property management is that we're usually using trust accounting programs that do or apps that do our inspection scheduling. So the great thing is that that's really transparent. Um, yeah, and, and I can see myself, I can see when my assistant is out doing routines and what property she's been to and what's next. So, so that's really awesome. But um, it's important while you're there, one, to be aware, do they have pets? Because you're not necessarily just at risk of injury from a person, but you're also at risk of injury from an animal. So um, just to throw that into the mix, Darren. Um, so I think it's about being conscious of that. It's being conscious of certainly not parking in the driveway um, at a routine or an open home for that matter. Um, and, and just being aware of those surrounds. So when you walk in and, and something doesn't quite seem right, there seems to have been a massive change in the way the property is perhaps um, presented, particularly if this is a longer term tenant, um, you know, does, um, is there a, a new smell that doesn't seem right? Um, you know, there, I think there are a lot of alarm bells. You know, if you go to a property that's always immaculate and this time you've gone there and there's trash everywhere and, you know, maybe there's signs of drugs, again, another topic, but um, I think they're all things that we need to, to look at. And, and again, you know, you get the sob story if a tenant is home, if they're having some mental health issues or some financial issues, they're going to say some things that you should be alarmed at conscious of and and i think given an opportunity to close that conversation and get out you um, better have your wits about you have your radar on always so many things out. yeah always be on the lookout and looking at you know trying to not step into a sticky situation so if you've got a creepy guy at the door or you yeah. feel uncomfortable maybe this person's starting to follow you around you need to make sure you know where your exits are as well um, but I think, you know, if you get out, of course, you want to get out of that situation, but just flag that situation, then make sure you take a second person with you for every inspection after that. So yeah. you may have three or four inspections where you've got to go in pairs and you do all those inspections on the same day. You know, yeah. go and get some burly person from the office, you know, uh, or a second, you know, colleague or whatever, but start doing them in pairs. But yeah. just don't compromise your safety the amount of fees that you get it's just not worth it it's not worth it for your job um your safety is 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 number one um Absolutely. and darren you said just before you know about tenants um perhaps following you around at the inspection um that isn't necessarily uncommon and again just being socially aware of perhaps who you're dealing with there are ways to manage that. Um, for example, um, you know, don't let them follow you into the bedroom. You know, have the door open and, and, and say, you know, oh, after you. Um, so you are behind them so that they're not restricting your ability to get out of that room. Yeah. Um, again, just things to, it's just something to be aware of. Hopefully it's not an issue for you, but, um, you know, there are ways to manage those incidences. And it comes down to how do you feel? Are you comfortable? 
are you uncomfortable? You've really to that. And again, ladies have a really good radar for that sort of thing. And you just got to listen to it. Okay. Moving on, let's talk about open inspections. And so we're not talking about routines, we're talking about showing prospective tenants through. Hopefully we've got a name and a phone number and, and more than that, if we have with an application already logged, so you've got some type of contact information or details or whatever, should something happen that you can hand to the police. But, you know, this brings out a, um, a, a death that happened in Melbourne a number of years ago with a real estate sales agent to do with an open inspection. I'm not going to go into more details on that, but it does again highlight the issues. And there was another story I heard of a property manager that, um, was showing several properties to one particular prospective tenant. And, um, and one of those properties showing him through, she um, was uh, very uneasy. Um, he then went at her. She locked herself in the bathroom. And I don't know whether she had her phone or not, or the reception couldn't, but she just could not get out or make a call. The guy was was just circling inside the property, the empty property. And she realized she just waited for, I think it was a couple of hours before he left, before she would then was able to, to get out of the locked bathroom and make her escape. Um, she had the details, police went round to see the guy and had he had her picture up all where he was living. So she was targeted. And, you know, every now and again, you're going to get creepy situations that you, you've just got to watch. So, you know, what are some tips, Jody, when we're doing open inspections? What are the things we can be looking out for? Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, I think it's early, and I hope we're all doing this, is turning up to the property early. Um, it is difficult sometimes, unfortunately, because, you know, we often get to houses and there are already people half an hour early waiting there. But um, make a conscious effort to to get as many doors open. I think, um, you know, quite often we have more than just the front and the back door. There might be a sliding door in the laundry. Um, even put the garage door up. Um, you know, if you're in a position where you might be feeling um, trapped or, um, you know, pressured to be in a certain location, it, it's important to be able to have options to get out if you need. Um, so I think that would be tip number one. Um, tip number two, obviously, making sure that we've got everybody's contact details. Um, I actually like to stand at the front door. Some property managers prefer to be perhaps in an open space in a dining room, just depending on, on the configuration of the house. Um, but I don't have an issue with standing at the front door, making sure that everybody's registered as they come in, giving them the little introduction on locations of rooms, et cetera. Um, you know, feel free to have a walk through the home. Uh, a little bit different if it's a tenanted property because obviously we have to be conscious of, um, you know, belongings in a property and so forth. Um, but I think, again, just being aware of the spaces, of, of your exits, um, you know, and, and not standing in, in little corners where you could certainly be backed into, I suppose. Yeah. I agree. I, I agree. And, and it, I think, you know, that story that I had really highlights the, the concern there. And I think in this day and age, we've got to know who we're actually meeting. And Absolutely. I think where we can be insisting, and that we, obviously we've got issues around COVID and all those sort of things now as well that we've got to manage. Um, you know, and enough said, there's a lot to be said also about using virtual tours. Um, 
in, in allowing tenants to be able to show themselves through online and therefore you're only dealing with a minimal amount of people when it comes to the actual show through just go to virtual tours creator.com.au tom there um, has got some great technology with virtual tours you can do it on your iphone you don't need an expensive camera but just go and you talk to tom there but i mean that there you should be cutting down a lot of unneeded showing people through um, and deal with only the hot qualified tenants um, but let's talk about um, you know the the obvious situation and i know in most offices if a property manager went out anywhere and suddenly disappeared um most of the people wouldn't know what to do or where to look. They may find in a calendar, there may be an address. Hopefully they've been to there. It might've been somewhere else. It might've been a tenant calling up and saying, hey, look, by the way, can I just see you? And they suddenly shoot over to another property that's not in the diary because the diary isn't always accurate with everything that you do. Yeah. Uh, how are people gonna know where to find you? So in this day and age, this wonderful day and age of technology, um, you know, there are some things that we can be doing. Now, firstly, let's talk about um, let's talk about apps and um, alert apps. Now, you've got the Daniel Morecambe app, which is called Help Me, um, and you can download that. A lot of people talk about that, and you can get access, free access to that, I believe. Um, yeah. But also, um, you talked about a property management software platform, Property Me. What's on that? Yeah, so, so on Property Me, up in the top right corner of the app, there is actually a button that you can press um, and it's like a, dis a distress button. So you can you can press that and it says, do you want to call back to, to your emergency contact? So it will then call the office or, or whoever you've got set up. Um, office, to me, setting up for the office makes sense. Um, it makes sense because there's usually always somebody actually in the office. Um, whereas, you know, if we... If I put in my husband, he's likely not to answer the phone if he's at work. So you need to find someone who's going to be reliable. Um, so that's really important. There are, uh, a, you know, a number of, of apps that you can use that you can subscribe to. Some are free, some are not. Um, even just having, you know, an in-case-of-emergency contact in your mobile that you can quickly access. Um, if you need to, um, they're all they're all good systems to use, and I think it's just important that we use something. Something is better than nothing. So alert apps are we're alert. We can actually make that. And and I, and look, uh, I'm not sure if property managers carry around inspection apps on their phone. It may be on their iPad. And if their iPad's in the car and they're showing people through, well, you can't access that alert button on your iPad. You know, and so really there are, we need to have the alert apps for sure, but sometimes we may not be able to use it. And if we suddenly disappear, this is where tracking apps come in. And um, there are tracking devices now certainly available um, through Apple. Um, they're like a little disc that, uh, but they have to be um, in uh, Bluetooth uh, to a phone or something like that. They don't just track on their own but the, the one that a lot of people use and if you've got an iphone of course you've got find my iphone app now that means you would have to give your username and password which is very sensitive and very private i get that to management possibly with a negotiation agreement that can only be used in the case of an emergency like what we're talking about people go oh but that's my privacy well how important is your life and yeah. so you know, we've got to weigh up our privacy and our safety. And I think common sense prevails here. And I, I'm personally not sure what you'd use on an Android phone. I'm sure there's similar 
programs available, but you need to be found. If something happened to you and you couldn't alert somebody, you still need to be found. And find my iPhone is, uh, you know, I remember my bag got stolen once um, out of a car and I was able to track my um, my uh, computer through find my iPhone app. I got the police. Police chased these people. They dropped the goods. I got them back the next day. Um, but these tracking devices are freely available. Um, and I, you know, really, whether a tracker goes onto your car, if you've got a work car, all of those sort of things, we need to be um, safety conscious, you know, when it comes to this sort of thing. Absolutely. I, um, I would absolutely encourage any of my staff, and I know personally I take this stance, is I don't go into a property without at least, I, I have two mobiles, but um, I, I don't go anywhere into a rental property without my mobile, always. Um, because even, even if you're in, I remember doing a routine inspection going back a few months ago, um, and, and I do have my property me app on my phone, but um, the, the dog was there and, and it was barking and it was in its own little fenced off area and it was fine. But by the time I got into the house, it was really upset. Um, and I kind of looked at it through the laundry door and I thought if it works out that it can get in through that pet flap that looks un unlocked, I'm in a whole world of trouble. So um, I fast got out of there, but um, you know, should it have stuck its head in and, and got in, then I was going to have to lock myself into to a room. And if I didn't have my phone, how was I going to make contact to anybody? That the tenant, the office, my boss. Um, so I don't I don't go anywhere without my mobile phone. Um, they're pretty easy to to carry for for the sake of safety. If I can just jump in there. I mean, property managers with routine inspections, you should be sending a text out to tenants beforehand, you know, confirming on what basis if you are going to enter with keys, if that's your legislation permits that. Um, yeah. Also, you know, any pets need to be secured. There's all those sort of things and expectations up front that we should be doing at all times to minimise these particular type of issues um, and try and avoid proactively these type of issues that we're talking about. Proactive is so much better than reactive people. Um, you know, keeping out of a situation and keeping yourself out of trouble is so much easier than trying to get yourself out of trouble. Um, yeah. And, uh, and you know, all right, let's just, um, now let's talk about in-office. Um, let's talk about in-office safety, you know, because we do have angry people coming in. We do have all sorts of people coming in. You know, Jody, perhaps what are some tips there that we could be doing in office for safety? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously there are the the obvious things like front reception cameras and, and so forth, and, and not every um, business is able to do that. Um, but I think, you know, the common sense approach of, of having open conversations with clients, if you have, sorry, with your reception staff, if you have got a client who perhaps um, you're expecting to come in that you know is unhappy about perhaps a, a bond dispute, um, that you prep them, um, make them aware that, that this person is going to come in and that they're likely not going to be happy um, and that you're going to come out and address them and, and then remove that situation from the front desk. So that we take them perhaps to an office, to a, a, um, a boardroom. Um, and, and again, you know, having that conversation with them about, if this conversation goes down this track or if this is starting to sound a little bit too concerning um, to get a senior team member to, to duck in and make sure that everything is okay. Um, and, you know, I guess consciously listen. Um, it's really important for, for all staff 
sales managers, reception, just to be consciously aware of some of the conversations that happen between us as, as staff um, and the clients that come in. Because again, there would definitely be, you know, warning signs and, and so forth. I remember having a gentleman come in quite a few years ago um, to our reception and, and he wasn't dangerous, but he was very frustrated by his own um, disability. So he was, he was actually hearing impaired um, and, and he really struggled to get his message across. And then miraculously, we find our receptionist actually knew some very basic sign language. So we could fast overcome that, but that's not a luxury that everybody has. So um, again, just you know, being aware of people's um, social abilities and, and the way that they communicate, I think sometimes can um, you know, minimise the stress that's experienced at that front desk. Um, well, one of the, the best ways, you know, if you're dealing with an aggressive, angry person because they're upset, we've got to bring that temperature down because you can't talk about a situation when there's emotion involved. So we've got to bring the temperature down quickly. And I think very quickly, the two things to be able to do that um, is actively listening. You talked about that actively listening, but also showing that you care, yeah. listening very carefully to what their complaint is. And you can verbalize back, look, docking, just repeat how I understand it, blah, 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 blah. But you need to make sure your understanding is exactly what the issue is according to what they've said. Um, make sure you care. Make sure you do lots of listening. And before you know it, the temperature is coming right down to a point where you can actually have a conversation and then work to action and a solution. And, and I think sometimes it doesn't work because of the tenants about to be evicted because they haven't paid their rent. Um, well, there's things that can't be fixed as well. Um, that, you know, we've got to be very smart, even with evictions, talking about safety, you know, making sure that we're going, we have to go, we're going with someone from the office, it could be the boss or whatever, to make sure that we, we're, we're prepped. If we feel that we could have a compromising situation, getting the police involved, um, and, um, and if the police are aware that there could be a compromising situation, then I'm sure that uh, they will be happy to uh, attend, uh, to keep the peace, um, and, you know, we've got those sort of actions that we can do as well. So all up, Jody, there's a, there's a lot of good information there. Um, if people want to reach out to you and have a chat about anything to do with what we've talked about, Jody, what's the best way that people can get in contact with you? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm happy to, to speak to people on the phone or, or to email, maybe email initially. Um, so my email address is renting at remax.com.au. Um, and I'd love to chat to fellow property managers about their experiences um, and, you know, coming up with some problem-solving solutions that perhaps we can put forward um, and train more on. You know, I, I think as we continue to see more property managers come into the industry, it's so important that we keep bringing this topic up and, and readdressing it um, and re-acknowledging it because, um, you know, as you said earlier, unfortunately, when, when situations like this do arise, that... Um, sometimes we don't think um, as well as we ordinarily would. And, and I think the more you do talk about it and the more conscious you are about it, that if you unfortunately do become in a compromising situation, that you may be a little bit better prepared. Yeah, well done. Well, good chat and renting at remax.com.au. Those email addresses don't get any easier than that. <laughs> How fortunate am I? <laughs> Well done. So thank you so much, Jody. You, you really appreciate you sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience for people just like you out there um, in property management. Very useful information there. And a big thank you for joining us today. Thank you.
Thank you. And take care, everyone. Thank you.